G'day, listeners. Yeah, Welcome to Bar Karate. The oh, sailing that's your podcast. shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, your I'm reading read the script wrong. Sorry. Go. <laughs> My name's Jordan Spencer and it's that time of the week where I get to talk to uh, really cool sailors. But of course, as is clearly evident, I have to share the mic with two idiot mates. First off, let's welcome Mr. Brett Perry. Greetings, exalted one. BP. Oh, boys, you've thrown me too, mate. That was fun. <laughs> G'day, world. I was, I was, I was going to get all sort of, you know, like cool and like I normally do. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, I just can't be cool right now. Um, G'day, no, well. no, no, no. <laughs> just as we all uh, sort of think that, you know, sailing is, you know, the industry is just cruising along. It just gets more and more exciting. What we've got today is super cool. And there's still stuff, cool stuff going on. So I love talking about it with you, boys. Oh, How are you? Beauty. Well, let's bring in the other bloke so he can respond because we haven't heard from him yet. He had a voice <laughs> that could make a wolverine fur. Mr. Nick interrupting boss. I had your line, BP. It was this one. Get an exalted one. Life. <laughs> it's a funny <laughs> Boys, yeah, I'm in a bit of a jovial mood. Um, it's been a bit of an upside down turnaround week. Uh, finished Literally. with Port, Port Stevens um, mm. last weekend. Sail Port Stevens, yes. On the, well done, uh, so well, good work, good, good result. Third, wasn't it? Third, yeah, overall? third overall. Um, I myself, I wasn't part of the team on the last day, of which it was what they explain as a nam off. Yeah. Um, heard. Solid thirty plus knots before the start, um, and the race committee rightly so called it um, after one lap. After the secret men's business, for those check, that follow, had a little check of the hull. Yeah, just made sure that nothing was wrapped around the sail drive or anything. So, but that's cool. Yeah, um, and the boys uh, finished a creditable third. Um, but what a regatta, man! Yeah. Mm. Beautiful place. Mm. Um, Hadn't you sailed there before? Well, I have sailed there before, um, but sailed inside. And, that, and that's the pity I mentioned last week, but you're in this beautiful area and we're on the big boat, so you don't really sail inside. Mm. You sail outside, but mm. what a beautiful place. It is. Indeed. Spend more time. And, um, yeah, but reason for not finishing is I had to just uh, go over and attend a little bit of business in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. for 36 hours or so. Um, <laughs> put, put, put the crown on his head or what? <laughs> well, yep, Charlie gave me a call. No, I was actually hanging with Camilla and Kate. I was so, going to say, you're at the coronation. Uh, plenty of flags, Union Jacks getting around, but mm. um, I won't go into the exact business while I was over there. But uh, whilst I was uh, over there, but Bar Karate was mentioned. <laughs> this will be coming out when uh, court documents allow it to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty funny story, let me tell you. Yeah. But um, uh, slight delay on the way over, which... Oh. Worked in our favour or my favour, mm. which meant I could be watching uh, the Sale GP final live mm. whilst sitting on the plane, which I'll talk about in a sec. But the slight delay on the way over. I was over just going to say, was, how, how, <laughs> shitty, yeah. how shitty what, are slight delays? What a shitter, eh? What a shitter. <laughs> so, 6 a.m. flight out of Sydney, get to the airport at four or something like that. So you're up at 3.30 at the hotel, uh, airport hotel, get to the plane, get on board. Might as well just have a bit of a schnooze while we're here. I kind of wake up at 7.30, 8 o'clock. We're still on the tarmac. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's this about? Definitely going to miss my connection. What a um, end up <laughs> landing in Dubai and 
definitely missed the connection. So we catch the bus to the hotel, which I'm there for 12 hours, and someone has explained what had happened. Mm. And apparently someone on board has done that. She's had an absolute shitter <laughs> all over the business class seat. Oh, business oh, class. Business class. Yeah. Holy oh, God. Wow. Oh, and so that. they had to get her off the plane. Like she's had a full, not, it's not a medical, oh, yeah, I guess it's some sort of medical. Yeah, too but many she genes do that. In not a good way. And um, the Metamucil's cut in. He had to get her. They had to get her off the plane. Had to clean the plane. Had to do a whole bunch of other oh. stuff. So that delayed us by that two hours, which uh, and, was the magic number to miss the. And connection. Mr. Vice sleeps through the whole lot. Yeah, slept through the whole <laughs> lot. Didn't know what was going on. Wow. Um, so yeah, we all have a bit of a chuckle on the bus going to the hotel, <laughs> and then I arrive instead of at you know 10 p.m. on the Sunday night into the UK. I get there at 7 a.m. the next morning, mm. and. It's the public holiday for the coronation. Of course it is. Mm. So I go for a bit of a stroll about town and um, I'm like, uh-oh, I've got a bit of movement. <laughs> 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 and all I can think about is this poor lady on the plane who just could not control herself. <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? I was way too far away from our hotel, could not find any public toilets anywhere. There's about 2 million people just everywhere. But nothing's open. So I sneak into this hotel thinking I'll just be able to just rush off into the toilets. Cannot find the toilets anywhere. <laughs> Looking around, make out on buying a coffee from the little cafe in the in the foyer. And then there it is. It's like a golden light, the toilet sign. Got to go upstairs. And um, <laughs> as I'm halfway up the stairs, fire alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> So the and what do I do? Do I keep going? Do I do I stop? Do I go back? And it's like, nah, I am fully committed now. I've taught myself into it. And you know those hotels are like little rabbit warrens in the UK. So I'm rushing around the first level, and some bloke sees me running, and he goes, "Oh no, um, you don't have to rush. It's only a drill. They do it every Monday." And I'm like, <laughs> you said no, it's oh, not. No, no, mate, this isn't a drill. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, finally made it. Um, and I just thought to myself, yep, that is your fault for laughing at that poor woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just going to say. Karma. That's karma has come and got me. Yeah. Absolute kick me fair square in the jaw. And, uh, yeah, so if anything like that happens to anyone ever again, I will not be laughing no, because that's good, good. Yeah, someone got me. I, yeah. I, I would have said to the hotel worker, I'm full of fire suppressant. I'm ready to unload it. <laughs> I can put this bastard out. <laughs> Just point me at the fire. I've got it covered. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, like I was saying though, uh, Emirates, flying Emirates, mm. uh, they have a channel called Sports Twenty Four. Yeah, mm. on on, and uh, which basically plays all the premium sporting events around the world live. See, one of which was the grand final, or the million dollar race mm. for Sail so, GP. Yeah. Um, so as I was, yeah. <laughs> Reboarded the plane, started watching it, um, and I think it was the last of the fleet racing. And then, of course, comes straight over is the uh, pre-race, uh, pre-flight, bloody uh, you know, do your seatbelt up, wear your life jacket, all that sort of stuff. Mm. No, right oh, at the critical God. time. Right at the critical time. So I go to my phone, go to Ko mm. <laughs> on full roaming. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, watch a little bit. And it's like 10 minutes long, the bloody safety briefing. Yeah. So I'm watching on KO for like 10 minutes. And then uh, then it goes back over and I get to watch the million dollar dollar race on Sports 24. And then I get home. Yeah. Had you uh, from Vodafone, glad you had a good time overseas. Um, these are the extra charges you've incurred. <laughs> that 10 minutes cost me 90 bucks. No. Like <laughs> roaming charges. Wow. <laughs> Wow, because they don't cover. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Penis. Penis. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyway, I've had some fun. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to Sale GP. Yes. But we'll ahead go. of that, we probably should bring in our guests because I think they'll be falling asleep right about now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wake up. All right. I'll bring <laughs> it's him on, wake up. All right. So, plural. I said guest plural because, um, as you can tell by the boat behind me, I'm – I'm mad for the cup, and I'm mad for that little AC40 boat. I'm a big fan. Um, and what we decided to do this week, uh, thanks to the mighty efforts of Mr. Brett Perry, was to organise a get-together where we could talk about the cup. Um, but the rather than just the main gig, we wanted to talk about the youth and the women. Some of the teams are starting to be announced, and the the whole element of the cup where they get to sail in the AC40s the youth get the opportunity, uh, the women get to sail. It's going to be intermixed right during the racing. Led to the opportunity. Um, we spoke to, I think, episode 2,203, 2000, 2000. Is- Isabella Bertold, um, and we talked about the Canadian team, or sorry, the uh, Canadia team. And um, from Canada. We- <laughs> Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we wanted to, um, obviously, the Aussie team is one we're interested in, but. We wanted to have this conversation around how it's going to work, what it's going to look like. So, you know, if you're a fan of the racing and you want to understand, you know, how to put the team together, the whole process, we thought, let's think about that um, because there's, you know... A lot lot to it. A lot to it. Let's find out about it all. So we invited uh, our, our guests who are the principals of the Team Australia Challenge and the patrons. So we are very pleased, very happy to welcome... Both Nina Curtis, who was on episode 104, silver uh, Olympic medalist, uh, Olivia Price, silver Olympic medalist, um, hasn't been on officially Barkerati before, and of course, Mr. John Bertrand, episode 120, and uh, I don't know, what's John done? Much? Um, nah, yeah, hung around. Kind From of a legend. Uh, the, <laughs> the great man, Mr. John Bertrand. So it's a real pleasure to have uh, on Barkerati to talk about the America's Cup. Team Australia Challenge. Team, welcome to Barkarati. Yeah, it's great to be here. Pretty excited to chat about all things um, America's Cup, uh, Women's America's Cup for the first time. Yeah, it's good to have you, Liv. The others have uh, been on the show. We've been, you and I have been chatting for a while, but we haven't got you on yet. No, I guess first time caller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super excited to, to chat with you guys. Um, obviously... The focus here is to talk about the cup. Um, so one thing is that we're extremely excited to see this uh, team and the three people here on the call, you know, to have both you and Nina and also Mr Bertrand sitting there as well as patron. And so it gives this uh, this challenge some real uh, impetus. We're at that stage where we're seeing some of the teams announced. This is happening. So let's just explain what's going on. So I want the listeners are fully aware so they're switched on and behind you guys when this challenge comes about. Okay, girls, take it, take it away. <laughs> Do you want to take this one, Olivia? 
yeah, I guess um, for us it's uh, a big thing to actually do an Australia-wide call-out to get the best sailors in both the youth and the women's uh, America's Cup. So we've started that process where we're getting applicants in uh, from all different ranges of sailing, which is uh, a really positive thing for us to have such a big spread of sailors that are actually coming in. As we keep going throughout uh, this month, there's still plenty more that keep up coming in. So it's a, a good thing for us to have such a big range of people to, to kind of think about and give the experience. You know, this isn't just um, you know, a one-off thing that we want to try and do. We're actually looking at the pathway of, of giving as much experience as possible. Obviously, Nina and Liv, you, uh, you did the 2012 games. You've won silver um, and you've been through a program together. How, how did this start off? When, when was Nina, did you approach Liv? Liv, did you approach Nina? How did it, how did it start? Because that's the, that's the big thing here. It's got to start off with a dream. Yeah, I mean, there's a really core team of people driving this behind Olivia and I and we definitely wouldn't have got through to this stage without their level of organisation and and drive towards this common goal as well. So, you know, I think think everyone in Australia was thinking about it when it was all coming and it just like there's so many moving parts to this team at the moment and we're so proud of like the stage that we're at now with the entry and opening up um, to applicants for entry and yeah it's just this core team of incredible humans that have really helped um, Olivia and I get this dream over the line and it's just as much their dream um, as it is ours so yeah we've got some guardian angels behind us that's for sure well it's our dream as well yeah you're, you're <laughs> too old for starters be paying oh damn it anyway but <laughs> um sorry it is it you know it is so core to Australia the America's yeah. Cup um, it's within our history, it's within our DNA. So um, it's always been a dream um, for Nina and I, but it's never really been a possibility. So um, we're, you know, kind of making that path and, and figuring things out as we go. And as Nina said, the team behind us have been able to um, sort out all the cogs and turning wheels. And, and you know, we actually just can't wait to start the sailing process and, and figuring out how we're going to um, take charge of these AC40s. Um, when, when did those cogs start turning then, Liv? Like, was it a, as the minute it was announced about the Women's and Youth America's Cup or uh, <laughs> did it take a bit of time to get to the next step? Well, back in September is when it was all announced. Um, so if you think about it, that's actually quite a long time ago. Um, the I guess my brother was pretty onto it and just kept sending me text messages and I just didn't really respond um, because it wasn't really something that we really knew much about yet. Um, but between September and December, there were um, a range of people that kind of put a program or an idea together. Let's start with the idea first. Um, that then uh, approached me and said, would you would you be interested? Can we get this off the ground? Firstly, can you fit it in? Um, and I guess those conversations were ones that I had to have with a range of different people. Um, and actually really think about it. Um, but the answer kept coming back to saying, well, you can't say no. This is an opportunity that is way too exciting. And, um, of course, uh, Nina being uh, the fantastic foiling sailor, um, we've been in a team together. Um, yeah, she was the first call to to make to uh, see if we could get something going and, and um we're both pretty clear that this needs to be something that's bigger than just us and, and really bring in 
um, the best sailors that we can find. So for you, John, when you saw the or heard the announcement for the Women's and Youth America's Cup, did this fire a spark inside you in regards to what it's going to create for the nation? Well, what I, I guess through my lens, what I saw is that this is a uh, a unique opportunity in history, to be honest. You know, the America's mm-hmm. Cup has been for a long, long time, since before the US Civil War, to put it in context. Australia's only won the America's Cup once. Under the umbrella of the America's Cup, here we go, we've got the women's and youth teams able to compete in, uh, in effectively one design AC40s under the umbrella of the uh, America's Cup administration, which is run by the Kiwis. And uh, this, is, this is really a, a national effort. You know, uh, if, you, if you become a sponsor of the, of the Five Rings, the, um, the Olympic Games, you know, companies pay hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to be involved as sponsors. And here we're going in here at a fraction of the, of the budget of the full-blown America's Cup projects, and it is a fraction because all the equipment is supplied. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Norway, like women being able to compete in the America's Cup, it's another world. Uh, the physical requirement on the boats, you know, all the energy is stored. So it's not a physical issue. It's really just ability just to race boats at the highest level uh, and boats meaning, you know, airborne projectiles now, you know, we're talking about flight. <laughs> it's a good reference. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just another world. And, uh, and youth, you know, between 18 and 25. So we've got two teams going to come from this proud nation of, of America's Cup sailors and uh, Olympians and, uh, you know, one own races. And we're in there to give it a crack. So it's so when they approached me to uh, be patron, I thought, yeah, this is pretty, pretty special project. I like the, very much like the people involved, which is, from my perspective, really, really important because I've been involved with, you know, five America's Cups over uh, 25 years and um, it's all about people, but the vision is really exciting. And, uh, you know, we're up against 11 other nations, including all the America's Cup teams who will be fielding their own youth and uh, women's teams. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the best operators in the world. So it's, it's red hot. It's September, October next year. See you in Barcelona, everyone. Mm. Here, here. The, the beauty of that timing too, September, October, the, the racing is intermixed in whilst the, the um the America's Cup's going on, so it's right there. Profile's going to be extremely high um, because, you know, you'll go from America's Cup race to one of the youth races or the uh, the women's racing. So from that perspective, um, from a marketing perspective, it adds incredible value. Absolutely. You know, Australian sailing will be involved. You know, this is a national effort. It's not, you know, a private syndicate by any means. Um and it's unique. But we're in the business, you know, I often say to people, you know, with all the talent that we have, it's fine. But in the world of America's Cup, no cash, no splash. It's a pretty binary type of thought process. So you've got to raise the bucks to make it work. And we're out there in the marketplace now as we speak to, uh, to put this incredible project together. As I say, at a, but a, at a fraction of the cost of a full-blown America's Cup project because we utilise all the technology. It's all there. Uh, we've just bought a, um, a flight simulator. Uh, and that will be utilised um, extensively uh, to help in the uh, preparation of the team selection and also preparation of the team members and, um, you know, bring it on. It's pretty damn, well, it's, I, think th- I think this has got the potential of cutting through 
the sport of sailing into the general public. Mm. Mm. You know, it's hard, you know, because we've got AFL, we've got cricket, mm. we've got uh, NRL and so on and so forth. There's a lot of, a huge amount of competition. The Australian sailing team for Paris, people, you know, Olivia's just come back from overseas, but nobody knows about it. Mm. Yep. Other than, the, you know, mum and dad and the kids, literally. Mm. This has got the opportunity of cutting through to the general public to the level of maybe the build-up that we saw in the way, way back when we won the America's Cup. Not, not the final race, but, you know, there was still a significant build-up. And I think this project, you know, women in sport, very, very contemporary. Women racing sailboats at this high level, really interesting stuff. Like the photos are unbelievable. Right. And youth given a crack at this thing. So it's pretty damn interesting opportunity for the sport of sailing in this country. Timing's perfect, right? I mean, look, if you look at the way the world is going with equality and everything, and, I mean, we're all for it and we love it, and uh, I guess one of the biggest things is that, uh, you know, we see it and we have this opportunity now and uh, it's it, that's what it's about. Yeah. I love the background, incidentally, Brett. Thanks, mate. I, you know, I, I knew comment. that would bring a tear to your eye, John. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. Little, little little crossing there. It was a nice one, that crossing, I reckon. <laughs> and the are we in front? Yes, we are, thank God. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> you, you picked the, the right other, guy, the other <laughs> guy there, that other bloke, he's behind you there. Yeah. And we've got these these girls racing these boats, beautiful stuff. And the boxing kangaroo, that was our battle flag. Red gloves for aggression, for taking on the world. Pumped up chest for the pride of the nation. And that yeah, was well, the good part, is, uh, good part is we're all got it, getting our gloves back on. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, I, um, yeah. Clearly, the the sailing part's easy, the easy bit to talk about, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, for one, for Nina or Liv, the the whole governance and the way you see that this campaign is set up and the structure that it's undertaking now is this completely opening your eyes to where these campaigns are going now. Well, if I maybe I give yeah, sure, John, give this a crack. Well, this is, as, as I say, under the umbrella of the America's Cup in Barcelona, run by Team New Zealand, uh, Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron, but Team New Zealand. Um, in terms of governance, for first of all, the, the structure of the syndicate, um, it is a not-for-profit organisation. The chair and the directors are very, very excellent in their own right in terms of uh, uh, legal background, accounting background and so on. And I'm, from my perspective, I'm very, very comfortable in terms of how this project is going to go together. And as I say, it's a not-for-profit, uh, you know, red-hot opportunity for the country. Um, we are recruiting some really interesting people in terms of the selection of the team, like really interesting people, uh, which will make announcements in the, you know, the, in the medium short term. Uh, and generally, we, you know, we've learned a lot within the world of America's Cup anyway. You know, these are... At the cutting edge, this is high, can become highly political. You know, you, 11 other nations, this will be full on the French and the you know, Brazilians and so on. We've got some really interesting, you know, some fabulous nations competing, as well as the existing America's Cup teams, including the Kiwis and the, and the Americans and so on. And, um, you know, we'll need some pretty hard-nosed people to be able to work through the politics so that we can get these, these two teams, women's and, and youth, out on the racetrack unimpaired by all the all the noise that goes on can yeah. go around them almost so, shel sheltered shelter them and get them yeah. out there and yeah that's right Brett. have to be and uh, like we you know the cup that we won we had a guy called warren jones he loved the smell of gunpowder 
<laughs> in other words, unless unless he was fighting the New York Yacht Club, he was bored. He was absolutely. <laughs> this guy was red hot, and he had been through previous America's Cups before. He understood the lay of the land. He understood that you know the Americans will eat their grandmother if required. <laughs> That's the reality. This is, <laughs> this is the world that we'll be entering into. This is not playtime. This is fair dinkum stuff. Yep. Australia taking on the world in the sport of high-performance sailing. Yeah. All right. So we've got some pressure there. Um, and as Bossy said, we'll hold off from talking about sailing for a sec while we're talking about the sort of business side of it and the structure of it. And again, to uh, Olivia or Nina, from the perspective of this program, when you look at it, are there things that you feel like you guys will bring that we can be proud of outside of the sailing? like um, where you can actually bring value back into Australia or something like that or add development? Yeah, this is definitely um, a, a long, you know, although we may be the ones sailing the boats at the end of the day, this is a program that um, we hope to actually build the pathway for youth and women sailing um, and actually build the participation rates further down the chain. So at the grassroots level, sure. Um it's something that you can see in the trend um, over the last few years or multiple years actually is the limiting ability of um, females to actually have um, the experience and um, the, I guess, the physical limitations and what this opportunity does with the simulator, with the program that we're trying to create, um, it actually breaks down a lot of the barriers that, um, you know, maybe owning a boat and all the resources might actually build in again. Um, so having the simulator access means that we can actually give more experience to more people yep. um, for a longer period of time um, mm. and actually build a program and a legacy that is um, contributing for years to come and reaping the benefits of actually giving this experience for years to come and um, building, I guess, the national pride around it too. Um, as John said earlier, um, to have... Um, I guess to have the yeah the the Australian side of it and to break through into maybe becoming a mainstream sport for Australians to watch, um, you need more visibility and and this is um, doing that exactly. Is it Nina? I, Nina, I think there's something a little bit deeper than this. Um, obviously, that there's you, you're about to give birth. You're two weeks away from giving birth. I think you're just planning for the future big time here. Do you think that that's uh, the potential? <laughs> Look, I mean, it's something. Um, I've been pretty clear about like a big passion of mine is, you know, I popped out of the Olympic pathways and wasn't offered the same opportunities as my male peers. And that's been the case um, for my entire sailing career. And I've always been at, on the front foot in terms of opportunities open, opening up for females and, and jumped on it quite early. Yep. But I just see this America's Cup as like one of the greatest opportunities for females to be able to level up on a skill set um, compared to their male peers. And what excites me even more is that there's the youth competition going on alongside. So not only are we giving females like that direct connection, you know, holding the steering wheel and pushing the buttons and making mistakes and learning, but at the same time, we're giving young people equal access to this in the form of a youth competition. Mm. And to me, like bridging this skills gap, like, you know, we've been, you know, pushing through Sail GP and through Volvo Ocean Race and opening up opportunities. And it's been like 
it's been a real slog and it's a slog yeah, for the athletes has. as well. I, you know, I'm 10 years behind all my teammates in Cell GP because of their America's Cup experience and that's something that's never been offered mm, to me. So for this female opportunity alongside the youth is something I'm incredibly passionate about and, yeah, about to bring a small human into the world. I'd like to think <laughs> that whether they're a boy or a girl that they're going to have, if they're keen on sport, which they probably hopefully will be, they're going to have equal opportunity and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to make a difference. And so, yeah, for me, this is a legacy. And I mean, the other really exciting thing is if we can get Australia back on that start line to the America's Cup, I just think we have the most talented sailors, male, female, youth, scattered around the world sailing for all sorts of under other national schemes and so forth and i'm sick of it i want us to sail under our own flag and if this is what it takes to get australia excited about the america's cup and um you know put those first steps and we get excited about the female and the opens and i think it's going to open a whole new door it's going to be good for sailing it's going to be good for everyone involved perfect absolutely so being a middle-aged sailor myself and inspired by Australia 2 in 83, John. The question around the Yacht Club as a young fellow, how old were you when you were first went sailing? I wonder if the next question is how old were you when you first went foiling <laughs> from what we're developing now? Well, there you go. So this shows my age. So I, was, I started sailing, mucking around with boats when I was seven or eight years old. Uh, when, I, when we won the America's Cup, I was uh, 36 and I have not foiled as yet. So oh. how, how, how pathetic is that? Actually, no, I should. I, you know, I, I foiled with Ben Aisley on, the, on his boats in the UK before the Bermuda America's Cup program. Yeah, but not, I haven't done the moth program, you know, by yourself, jiving like, in, you know, uh, Tommy Slingsby and all these crazy mates. Yep. Yeah. The airborne projectiles. Yeah, the airborne projectiles. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, that. That opens up the whole discussion about evolution. And one of the things our sport has always done, and I say this every meeting I get into when people find out I'm a sailor, is that sailing has led the way, whether it's technological development, whether it's materials development, um, whether it's you what know, it is. A str- sailing throughout um, the history of the earth has been an innovating, uh, an innovator and developer of new ideas. One thing we're doing really well, and, and from an environmental perspective, Sailing has led the way in for many years now. Um, is there a time for the team on this front at all? Is that is that something that's going to be happening as well? What do you think, girls? Well, I, I think there's something happening. With the, I mean, one of the things that uh, the growth of hydrogen power, I think, is something that I'm seeing in oh, the spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. no question. The trickle down. So again, I give great accolade to uh, Grant Dalton and his and his uh, and his team for pushing, for example, hydrogen powered chase boats. Now, when I first read it, I thought that's interesting. But my golly, are they on the button? Because this whole green push is real. Hydrogen is really at the cutting edge, and we're talking about green hydrogen now in terms of the fuel that, they, that these boats are, are, are using, foiling, and so on. Every syndicate has to buy one of these uh, chase boats, and they're, from what I understand, they're proving to be extremely efficient and extremely effective. You know, they all have to be able to travel at least fifty knots. Um, you know, to uh, to partake in uh, you know all the you know, observation and so on. And now, 
hydrogen, that really we're talking about the cutting edge of technology here that relates to, and they produce the turbines to make that work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good on them. It's really, it's cutting edge stuff. The whole world of foiling, you know, the, the well, the moths, let's face it, you know, the 12-foot moths uh, have, have led the way there. But, you know, good on them in terms of leading into uh, the Bermuda America's Cup, they, as we see now, these the um, the Sail GP boats, incredible machines. And now the uh, the owner of, um, what's it, it's not Bertorelli, who's the owner of Prada? Bertelli. 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 Vitelli apparently put money into Team New Zealand leading into the Correct. Uh, last America's Cup, but on the proviso that yeah. if you folks win it, because they, they pulled out, they didn't like the rule changes halfway through, but if you win it, the uh, future America's Cup has to be monohull. Well, the Kiwis have come up with this one-designed boat, which is now superior to a catamaran in terms of speed. Mm. And they've just, again, changed the game. I, I can't, you know, give them enough accolade in terms of how visionary the Kiwis have. So here we are running around. These AC-40s are the, they're a beautifully elegant, simple design solution to a very, very complex problem. And when I know Grant Simmer, for example, first saw them, he said these things won't fly. <laughs> I think we all said that. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't beat people. <laughs> and, I, and I just scratched my head, you know, and I, I've got a feeling extensive uh, technology background and you know by golly not only they fly but they're beautiful beautiful and uh, you know talking to glenn ashby uh, yesterday actually he said that you know again it's uh, you know the, the the solution the design complete package that the kiwis have generated with these ac40s is beautiful in every way mm-hmm. and the, basically plug and play get out go for it and hold your breath and let's go. Yeah. Good luck to them. So there's trickle down all the way through, not only the marine industry, in marine industry, but mm. other industries as well, mm. with these extraordinary uh, technology pushes that not only the Kiwis, but the Brits and the, the Italians and so on, they're all pushing hard. You know, these projects now are in the order of 200 to $300 million Australian dollar projects. So there's a lot of money going into the technology. The, the Brits, for example, they're... And one of their major key partners is Mercedes Formula One team. Yep. And F1, Mercedes F1 employ 1,000 engineers for the road car. So that technology is now available to the Brits. Now, the problem is there's so many opportunities. How many rabbit holes do you go down and, and, and not run out of time? The Kiwis are pretty good, pragmatic in that space. But nevertheless, we're all beneficiaries of this incredible technology that's happening as we speak. It it is true. It is absolutely true. The the um, I apologise, BP, but I mean I love your boat, the X two, but the AC forty is probably my favourite boat on the planet at the moment. And um, from Nina and Liv, you guys get to go and sail this thing and steer this thing, which you know we're going to be calling the friendship card in pretty hard one day when we can get a chance. But have you? How close have you got to now that you've entered? How, how long till you sail one? What's the what's the breakdown? Uh, and you know when can you get your hands on one? What's the story? Just to lead into all of that, I do think that it's the most exciting boat. But the other awesome thing is that there's something like pretty special about one design racing as yes. well in terms of like really testing the skill set of athletes, and it's something that I've been quite passionate about. 
my entire sailing career. And so it just really appeals to me that this competition is going to be on one design boats, that are going to be like properly dialed in. And I think it's going to lead to some of the most spectacular like fireworks style kind of <laughs> and very engaging racing because we're going to be able to push it because these boats are going to be tested for us. In terms of us getting hands-on, I do think that the first stages will be simulator-based mm-hmm. and um, we're making really good traction um, towards getting onto that and then, you know, getting onto the boats and that's where, you know, our budget's really going to come into its own. The more money we can generate, the more time we can spend on these boats, the more we can really, like, sink our teeth in. And I tell you what, we've got um, – we just can't wait. <laughs> it's just going to be, like, that realised dream when we do get to jump on board and – um, yeah, it's it's going to be really exciting. Hey, uh, Nina, just a word of advice: having witnessed the Team New Zealand simulator a few times, don't just jump in one just yet with two weeks to go before you give birth because it might bring it on a little early. I feel like you know, first um, trimester of pregnancy might have prepared me really well with you know any bombs or anything that might be coming from the simulator. Who knows? <laughs> You, you've got a date, uh, obviously, when you're allowed when you receive a boat. Um, can you tell us when that is? That's that's uh, June thirtieth next year. And is that is that everyone? Is that all of the teams? So yes. basically, there's it's it's an even playing field. In um, theory, however, the teams which are the current America's Cup teams, like the Kiwis, have already got them. Have got them, and uh, in theory, they don't have a jump start, but you have to assume they will. Well, there's yeah. got to be information information coming down the path, right? Yeah. Well, so, and I'm guessing the information coming down the path, though, is going to make the boats a little simpler to handle, right? So everything that's being done now out in Huraki Gulf in regards to the trim of the boat and the way the boats are sailed mm. is going to assist, well, make it easier to jump in and uh, be on the pace relatively and, quickly yeah and if you look at the big picture they probably want everyone to be competitive there's you know they would have that element that uh, they want everyone to hit, hit the ground running right yeah so the ac40 is the development test boats for the each of these syndicates the six syndicates and they're creating different foils and you know monitoring and getting data and my god you know it's all up in the cloud and back to uk for analysis in real time all that stuff but for this competition mm. For both youth and women's, they'll be brought back to one design status. The same foils, everything. And the first round of our, of our sailing will be the non-America's Cup team and nations, including Australia, Brazil, and so on. And then, the, you know, our, our teams will biff it out and hopefully get through to taking on the aligned uh, syndicates, uh, the other six uh, uh, nations mm. post uh, that time. It's been quite clever in the way they've done the draw and the, the, the two sides of the draw. So the existing teams are on one side and they've invited teams on the other. So you're going to get the top two teams out of those two sides, uh, which makes it fair if there is sort of advantage. And by the end, by the time they come together in the finals, there should be that experience. So it is going to be quite exciting to watch. From a, a, a skipper management perspective, when you're building your team, how many people – like? You know, we've seen some teams announced. I've actually seen the French team uh, just yesterday. I think I saw it announced. How many people are you going to put in the team? Or is that budget uh, dependent? And um, what are you looking for? Okay, so each team has four people on the boat. So we're talking between six and eight for each team. 
which includes, you know, so-called reserves and so on, but certainly six uh, to uh, zero down to four. And let me say there's another angle here. Nina's about to give birth, okay, a new mum. So does that count as two people? Is that where you're going, John? <laughs> no, but the other, yeah, it depends on the extra weight required. But uh, I heard Nina talk the other day, and she was talking about female sailing athletes. Mm. And I love that. When I came back and I told Raza, my wife, about that, she thought, how cool is that? Female sailing athletes. Now, there's a really interesting story, in my opinion, there's an interesting story here. So Nina's going to give birth pretty quick and, you know, hopefully it all goes well, et cetera. And then she's going to get back into the freight. Now, Nina's a tough cookie, as you probably get an idea of, you know. And um, she's ambitious and she wants to, she will make this work. So here's a relatively young mum. She'll be at the top of a game by next year as a female sailing athlete. And I think great role models for women mm. and girls in this country to get in to, involved in high-end sport and not, and not even, you know, um, don't let, to, it, don't let it hold you back, sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. So I think it's a it's a great storyline and good honour. Hmm. There you go. John. Well done, Nina. <laughs> well done, Nina. Well, well done. Well done, let's, everyone. Let's just, I just for those who don't know Nina, let's just since we last spoke, Nina. Yeah, let me say Nina hasn't done it yet. Yeah. So. yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep just it on to give side. give the listeners some yeah. perspective. Um, since we last spoke to Nina, which was episode one hundred and four. You've expanded your business, I reckon, doubled the size. You've got married, you've bought a house, and now you're about to produce a baby. And I'm starting America's Cup team. So, you know. Um, <coughs> Bit of an overachiever, you say. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Liv is, you know, heavily, you know, I worked closely with Liv in the Sail GP, and um, she's, you know, got her own Olympic campaign going on. So, you guys are both busy, you know, and you're taking this skipper role. Um, have you worked out that, like, we don't actually understand when you're on the boat, you're both going to be sitting on each side and one takes over the steering on, you know, one's on port, one's on starboard. Have you have you had that conversation, who gets port, who gets starboard? Is there any sort of stuff around that? <laughs> uh, strong game of rock, paper, scissors might be in order. <laughs> whoever's, whoever's got a sore neck on one angle on one day, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm going to have a sore neck. I want to be on port. So... I want to be on port tack today. <laughs> um, no, we haven't We haven't really got into those conversations. I guess um, what we want to see is firstly the simulator and see, start actually playing around. You know, we want to make those mistakes and um, really learn from them and, and bring in the people to help us fast track that learning experience mm. as much as possible um, and, you know, bring in the actual athletes and sailors themselves to help us figure it out and, and we all work it um, out together as a team and I think that's um, you know something really core cool we want to create in this squad um, this squad of sailors is actually um, working together to, for the for this goal in both campaigns and you, we're seeing people actually come in and applying for both the youth and the women's mm. um, uh, for their expression of interest which for me is super exciting um, to think that yeah that like People are, are really getting excited about this and um, we can't wait to kind of lead that process in, in trying to figure it all out. Um, you know, seeing the brochure for the simulator, it looks cool. Um, you know, it's it looks like it's <laughs> going to be super exciting. I know the software, um, yeah, we're starting to figure out exactly what the software is requiring, um, where we're setting it up. 
um, how many access keys we have and, and things like that. So all those discussions is just kind of like, okay, yeah, what's next? Let's let's get us there. <laughs> it's a good point where you're setting it up. I'm assuming uh, Jemoyne Moyne Sailing Club, is that right? Yeah, yeah, in the downstairs bar there, I'm pretty sure. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Put two yeah, bucks a go. Go to the table of knowledge. Happy sure. hour, dollar. <laughs> <laughs> See you tonight, Liv. <laughs> let, let me say, uh, 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 we've got two patrons, myself and uh, also John Winning Jr. Yep, um, correct, yep. And, um, you know, he's an extraordinary mm. uh, guy. Uh, I got to know him more with a, uh, I did a seminar uh, for him, with him, and he hired the um, Sydney uh, um, what was it? It's called uh, Luna Park for three days. Five thousand people attended. High end sport, high end human performance, and so on. And getting to know um, Herman Moore, you know, he's just out of the box thinking, mm. and that's the sort of thing that's required. You know, this is not a linear type of discussion. Mm. It's okay. What? How do we take this thing forward faster than anyone else in the world? You know, that's the thing. You know, what do we need to be truly competitive in a relatively short time frame? On a pretty damn slim budget, to uh, you know, to to do what we did all those years ago with Australia too, where we were ahead of the curve in pretty much everything. The way we got out of bed in the morning, the way we saw ourselves attack, you know, the ability, this concept of um, you know of training, both physical and mental, and all of those things. Mm. What is required? And um, anyway, um, Herman is excited about this, applying his left field thinking to this project. And, of course, he's pretty damn successful in the supermaxes and also the 18-foot skips. Mm. And uh, so it's, you know, we've got some interesting characters involved with this project. Yeah, absolutely. I do love that point you made there, John, about the the, the way approaching things and being ahead of the curve. That, yeah. you know, obviously that was clearly uh, evident with the Australia 2 campaign. Um, and the... <coughs> That's my wife, Rose, has just gone through. She's just... Yeah, the love Cool. <laughs> we love that sort of stuff on, on this. We like the uh, the real life this, element to this. Special, this, the special oh, guests. This is going. This is going to the world. Say hello, Russ. Uh, hi, everyone. Oh, don't pull me. I've got a it's, family. It's a family I've, show. I've been married to this young lady for fifty three years. I love it. That's a world record in America's Cup. Generally, they explode into a million pieces after ten years. Why do I do it? Why? <laughs> You know why you know why you do it, Rose. You know. We are now talking about an athlete. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just going to find a book I need. <laughs> I, I will say, John, um, the last time we experienced that, we weren't video recording, and one of our, our guests, our partner, the wife, came through, and uh, she wasn't clothed. Oh! <laughs> oh wow. But what I'll tell you, John. It actually wasn't one of our guests. It was one of our hosts. Oh, no. One Jordan Spencer. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. True. That's not true. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Um, yeah, so. Welcome so, to Bar Karate, the sailing podcast. <laughs> so that, that whole element of, uh, of being ahead of the curve is an interesting thing. And um, <coughs> we have to raise the fact that in Sail GP, we're talking one design racing over there. And the Australian team, we've just witnessed win for the third time. We're all... Head. All the information yeah. is shared, but yet they still yep. manage, manage to find something. And so, you know, from an America's Cup perspective, we're being completely biased here because we are Australian hosts. Um, how do we get, you know, 
you guys, you guys, you come from a culture where that, that success is something that we're able to generate. And uh, is it something that we have naturally, or is it a different way of thinking, or is it just the, the put your hands in and go for it sort of Australian attitude? Is Australia sort of lucky that way? The Kiwis have it as well. There's no question. I think the Kiwis lead the world in that in that thinking. You know, mm. um, I think it's a lack of resources that we have generally. You know, the Kiwi budget is typically about half of what their competition has traditionally. They just don't have the money, so they're, but they're very, very effective in how they apply their funds, how they apply their, you know, their, their, their budgets allocation. Uh, in this country, it's remarkable what we've achieved for, you know, 27 million people compared to the USA and other countries. Um, yeah, it's sort of a sense of innovation, sense of uh, giving it a go. That's right. And also not necessarily locked into this is how we've always done it. Yeah, yeah right. You know? Outside the box thinking. No question. And mm. An interesting character is Ian Murray. Like he's always over mm. the horizon. And that showed up, I think, in terms of the uh, Tokyo Olympics when he was head of high performance. Yeah. His work that he did with the 470 team, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Victor Kovalenko. And, you know, some of the work that uh, he was doing, you know, on behalf of the Australian Olympic sailing team, very, very impressive. Mm. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I got a question. Uh, you're seeing um, for the Australian females and youth, they're they're able to nominate. They can go to the website, um, which is uh, the Team Australia Challenge. Um, they can go to the website and nominate. Is there people that you want to have nominated that haven't nominated at this stage? <laughs> Yeah, there's still there's still definitely people out there um, that haven't put their expression of interest in. And because I'm down at Middle Harbour um, at the training environment, there's obviously conversations that um, you know people have asked me saying, "Oh, where do I where do I put this in, or how do I uh, submit an, an expression of interest?" Which is um, yeah, really exciting. Um, there are people still out there that we may not even know. We may not even know that some people um, are interested or excited about this or even just um you know even in some of our submissions we've had people ask oh what about the shore team or you know what about some other areas of development that they might have skills in and um you know everything is being um taken into account and um sorry everything's being taken into account and we're looking to basically leverage everyone's um, skills to, to, you know, be resourceful and actually get through here. So, um, yeah, applications are still very much open. Um, and, yeah, we're hoping for a bit more of a, um, yeah, some people to still uh, put their entry in, but also I'm really excited to, to read through some of them and, and figure out who some of these uh, fantastic youth and female sailors are. Mm. Uh, what, what are the timelines exactly, Liv? Um, so we have expression of interest have been open um, all of this month of May. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will start closing um, at the end of the month um, and we'll have the, I guess, interview processes and um, various follow-ups and things like that that will go on throughout the month of June. Um, and we do hope to, in July, be able to announce a squad of um, of athletes that um, could go forward from there. There may be some other things that we need to follow up on, and I guess this is a dynamic process um, in in trying to figure out okay, what access when when is this simulator around? Um, it's now it's currently scheduled for for July, but there may be delays or things like that. So there might be still some milestones that we have to shift. 
um, and 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 that's okay. Uh, that's part of it. But in the meantime, we don't really take our foot off the accelerator in terms of trying to figure this out as quickly as possible um, to to get on the water or get on that simulator um, to to get start building that experience block. So. Um, yeah, all of May is for expression of interest and put your applications in. And um, look, if there's someone that comes maybe later, I'm sure that there'll be a discussion around, um, you know, how we can try and get people involved. Australian Sailing will be utilising their database around the country yep. to, to spread the message and spread, spread the website where you can apply directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is a national effort. It's not Sydney, it's not Melbourne. It's, you know, we're talking about around the country. Mm-hmm. We want the best of the best. Dream builders giving this a shot, and uh, you know it's like anything; they may end up in that squad of uh, six people, whether it's male or female. Or, and of course, the the youth team can be male and female. Yeah, and correct. Yeah, combination doesn't matter. Mm. Interesting. That I'm, I'm guessing some Higgins family kids better put their pen to paper. Um, <laughs> be so. This is the the youth goes first when we get to the cup and it, the practice day starts on the 26th of September um, in 2024. Mm. That day, of course, will forever be um, the day that the cup was won by uh, Australia 2. That was the, the 26th of September. And so it's a good omen for the youth team, you know, good, good omen for that. Can we build this into a future Australia uh, America's Cup team? I think that that's a, it's an intriguing concept. Do we have the cash to really give this a good crack, you know, to be, to be able to play the game mm. at the highest level? Well, there's no better launching pad to excite people in this country following this particular project, both the youth and the women's America's Cup Challenge on behalf of Australia, to think, hey, this is worthwhile getting into the next level so it is a uh, pretty interesting, I think, a pretty interesting launching pad. Are there any prospective individuals? Well, it's kind of interesting. There's some interesting discussions going on, but they'll be monitoring this particular program, you know, both projects very, very closely. We have uh, an extremely wealthy female. Our richest Australian is female. So let's just, uh, you know, let's lead with our women. Our women have always been outstanding performers in, in our history. You know, Australian women... Uh, Real go-getters and um, look, look at swimmers, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Look at this. they. Uh, the rest of the world shake when they see the Australian women's swimming team come onto the pool deck. <laughs> yep. Yeah, across across all sports, I think Australian women have always been incredibly strong. Yep. And again, to our international listeners, apologies for being biased, but we are Aussies, and uh, we we are going to be biased, I'm afraid. Um, but we love all the other nations as well, but just not quite as much. Um, <laughs> just uh, one for you, Liv. I'm looking at the Team Australia Challenge org your website. Uh, November 23 is the AC40 training camp in Sydney. How, how do you entail that going down? Is, uh, have you got a bunch of moths or? Sorry, say again. Uh, the uh, AC40 training camp in Sydney in November. Oh, uh, yeah. A bunch of moths, a <laughs> bunch of anything falling. Herman's got the Comanche up on foils. Yeah, we are. a sight to see. <laughs> um, obviously, we've got the use of the simulator um, and that will be um, quite a key component of um, our training as well as 
um, any sort of uh, selection, as John said earlier. Um, we are still trying to figure out exactly what platforms are going to be the best. Um, there's a women's international women's foiling circuit um, that they're trying to build in Europe um, in the 69F. Mm. Um, they're already doing a youth one um, at the moment. So, you know, there's obviously lots of eyes on that with um, the American Magic team using that for training platforms and um, things like that in the short term. So, um, yeah, ideally we'd, we'd be able to um, start thinking about putting teams together for that. Um, now, the, the Sydney-based one, yeah, we're, we're looking at different options. We obviously don't have an AC40 that's going to be cruising around Sydney Harbour as much as that would be really cool mm. um, and, and an awesome site. Um, I don't think that that's going to be, well, I know that that's not actually going to be in the budget um, nor the timeline. Um, so, yeah, the foiling camp is going to be, a, uh, the training camp is going to be a mix of um, both um, mental, um, physical uh, sailing, foiling, analysis, all sorts of stuff to really bring together the core of the team. Oh, yeah. It's we'll be, be keeping a close eye on that 100%. Maybe mm. we could go live from alongside mm. the simulator. <laughs> 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 we throw water over ourselves, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> have someone with a fire hydrant hose there. That'll be funny. <laughs> so, so as a team trying to pull this together, what do you need? Money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very good point. I mean, um, you, John, you touched on it earlier about the uh, trickle down of industries and the trickle down of future technologies. Um, yeah. Is that kind of where you're aiming here? Something along the lines of that? You see sponsorships in these big level campaigns now. They're all based around the planet. They're based around the future uh, energy systems, etc. Is that something you're sort of aiming for? Well, we're, we're needing... The key is corporate Australia, the government. We're not asking government money at all. Yep. Uh, it's too political and there's no money anyway. We just see the latest budget where there's no increase in budget anyway for high-end sport in this country. Uh, so that's that part of it's under the pump, but primarily corporate Australia. And uh, we're in the process of making uh, delegations to them. Okay, brand Australia, you know, being a proud participant on a global basis, companies which are built. Uh, there's no question the whole green energy thing is, you know, direction is very, very important. Wind-powered, uh, hydrogen-fueled boats, mm. etc. chase boats, you know, it's a pretty compelling story. Uh, women taking on the world, youth taking on the world on behalf of, the, you know, our country. All of those elements are, uh, you know, we think are compelling discussions to have. Uh, and, uh, you know, primarily we're in the process of, getting right together. So once, you know, the, the money will, will, will happen. It's, I don't see it's an issue, to be honest, because of what we have here. Uh, and it's a relatively small budget too. It's nothing like, the, you know, the full-blown thing. And then the question is getting the best people in this country focused on a vision of giving this a real crack with no and getting rid of the egos and basically mm. saying okay, we have a level playing field, we have a unique opportunity. Uh, let's get the best people involved in this team both on the water and also off the water. It's all, all pro bono, incidentally, um, in terms of the, uh, the, the the support team, including myself. And uh, the question is, okay, get the best, most compatible, focused individuals that have a vested interest in moving uh, Team Australia and Brand Australia on a global basis forward mm. because this is an international opportunity. Yeah, perfect. Well, anything we can do to help here at Bar Karate, obviously um, – 
uh, Bice's his mum and my mum are really keen listeners, and uh, we'll put the word out via them. Um, we'll see very how we important. go. Yeah, very important. We want to get this ground swell, which I think <laughs> particularly next year it'll start to become pretty significant. Sure, absolutely. The, the one thing I'd say, just while we're talking about um, opportunities, and and you know, you mentioned John that the government is tightening up on the budget. You know, obviously COVID took a lot of budget uh, expense, and yes, the government's tightening that right up. But the thing that uh, describes the Australian business or Australian economy at the moment is that it's dynamic. It's like our athletes, that they're, they're out competing on, on, um, on the global scale, on the world. Um, I work in that whole uh, export world. And, you know, I would describe Australian businesses as, as go-getters. And, you know, it's a perfect correlation for them to come together and actually use this as a brand to open up the markets offshore for them or actually test new right. ideas. So. You yeah. know. And interesting enough, companies which are getting behind the uh, uh, the other teams are this way orientated on behalf of their own countries as well. Mm. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Now, John, we know you've got to jump off. I wouldn't mind trying to keep Liv and Nina for another few minutes. Is uh, do you want to? Should we give you that uh, exit now, my friend? Or would be of great help. And um, thank you for the time, and really appreciate this type of profile. To, uh, to get the message out. It's a matter of developing the groundswell and for people to, you know, start to get a handle on the opportunity we've got here. Yeah. Best of luck, mate. And thank you for backing this team. Thanks, John. No worries. You, JB. Speak soon, soon, mate. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Um, so, Liv and Nina, let's let's sort of just drill into the, the sailing element of a little bit. Um, for, for the both of you, you know, You've obviously, I'm pretty certain you're good mates. I don't know. I've never actually interacted with the two of you together, but I know you've done a lot of things together. But, um, you know, from your perspective, just as young fans of the sport, as kids, are you pretty surprised to be in this situation? You know, like. You know, I reflected recently that Olivia and I finished the London 2012 Olympic Games and, you know, like feeling at the top of our game and, really loving match racing, really loving that kind of combative yeah. sailing. And then, like, the rug was pulled out from mm, under us yeah. and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And really hard to find a gig in match racing really since. It really shut the women's um, international circuit down, which was generating, like, good prize money and a good income that way. And just unfortunately with the timing and how it went, it really just shut it down. And so, it like, there is something quite bizarre, you know, this far down the track, like over 10 years later, that we're like, you know, looking at an opportunity to be able to do some match racing again is pretty extraordinary mm. in that sense. And um, I think, yeah, that the America's Cup is something that I've just like lusted after for so long and, you know, dabbled in other elements of it. You know, my brother works as a rigger um, over a ton of different teams and has made a career out of that. And, it's just something I've never been able to get close to. And um, so in terms of that as well as a female, it just like it's extraordinary and it's a pinch me. It's, it's too late and it sucks. Like it should have been happening earlier, mm. but like pretty stoked to be here and pretty proud like, um, you know, to, to have been able to put an Australian entry um, forward into something that like, you know, last time we were tested, 
you know, we got the silver medal. Mm. <laughs> we nearly, damn well nearly got the gold. So, you know, we've got damn right you did. the histories with us as well. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, I remember that final um, just exactly like I remember the, uh, the the last race of the America's Cup. You know, I remember watching you you guys. It was a windy race. I remember every single thing about that, uh, you know, and uh, uh, almost tears in that day. But uh, anyway, the the... <laughs> From the perspective of of the the sport, you know, being able to do it, being able to sail it, the match racing element of it, you know, you're part of the Australian Sail GP team. Have have do you sort of have you worked out different tactics, or have you been thinking about how the tactics will play out given the higher speeds? You know, there's a few clear things that we saw in the last cup. You know. I'm interested if you guys have already progressed to that thought of that sort of thought process, or that's too early. We're too early in the the sort of cycle. Oh, never, like never too early. I think you're thinking about it all the time, and you're right. Like you're completely right that the speed is, you know, the biggest factor. And even watching the last cup as well, and how that unfolded, and you know, it's um, we're a long way from that you know, quite beautiful traditional like dial-ups and reverses back and that yes. like magic. I'm just such a fan, you know, like there was some pretty cool racing um, involved in that as well and it's changed so much and it's cool, you know, like I'm a speed demon. I love going fast um, but there's something like wildly different. We're talking a completely different beast uh, racing at those speeds and, you know, the most important thing is, your, your boats, not even just your boat speed, your ability to get to full speed mm. and not slow down mm. and not make errors. Mm. And um, it's those like putting together those small one percenters is what, you know, the Australian Sail GP team do extraordinarily well and you just wear your, wear your opposition down that way. And I think that that's going to be um, probably one of the most important factors that um, we'll have to, you know, take heed of and, and use that kind of experience that we've got and and make sure we're executing that on the 40. I guess in the I'll, lead up, sorry, I'll just just quickly, yeah. I guess in the lead up to when you get the boats, there's going to be a different element. You're going to try and find out who you're going up against and try and get some uh, get some mental knowledge on them um, in the build up to that because, you know, ultimately you guys have come from the match racing scene together in you know, back in 12. You've got that experience. Now you want to know who you're up against in this particular event. It'll be interesting to see who who does pop up and go. Yeah, well, I know her weaknesses, or I know, <laughs> you know, I her strength, know her strengths, yeah. and try and put together a bit of a game plan off the water. You know, on that, yeah, that you know, had um, pretty uh, interesting discussions with quite a number of people around on the circuit with who's jumping into which team, what they're trying right. to do. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting to see some um, some girls coming back. Um, mm. You know, uh, the Dutch. Uh, program is is um, quite. They've always been quite resourceful, similar to Australians and Kiwis. Yep. Um, and yeah, Animate Beckering um, is in, involved in some of that sort of stuff as well as um, the current FX World Champions Adele and Annette. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a really exciting opportunity, um, especially to see some mix of match racing and fleet racing in the event itself, but then also in the skill sets of the, of the sailors and the athletes. So um, yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool to see who's around and, and um, who's yeah, kind of up for the job. It's going to be you hard. You don't know what kind of sailor you're going to be as well. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the other thing, you know. <laughs> you don't know what your strengths or weaknesses are going to be. And it's quite, you know, you've got to be quite vulnerable 
um, you know, the position that we'll be putting or anyone on the squad will be putting themselves on. Mm. And so I think the sooner you can shelf like everything you know about yourself, your own abilities and your opposition. and Start just from like, scratch. Start from exactly. Scratch. I think that's what it's going to feel like in nice. reality. You yeah, just think that's about this though. Like think oh. about this. Sorry, but boss. It's match racing, right? And you've got two helms people, right? So you've got two helms going on. If you were doing dial-ups, right, and your just boat was head to win, how confusing could that get? You know, oh, oh, hang on, I'm stupid. No, I want to go up. I want to go down. I want to go up. But even so, if you extrapolate away from that, just where you transition, you've got to, the way you guys will have to interact and talk the tactics mm-hmm. and what you're trying to set up. You know, where you're going to be, you're going to be swapping roles. I'm going to be doing tactics. I'm going to be doing this. Okay, here, right. This is what we're trying to do. That communication is going to have to be all time. I'm, I'm afraid you guys are just going to have to live with each other from now on, and and <laughs> and just stay as close as possible because it's just going to be insane. Inside. You need to get to that like beautiful spot in racing when yep. you've sat with someone for so long that That's you it. know what their like eye twitch means and yep. what you know <laughs> if they're tensing up or what like you know the subtleties of their steering. And I think it's going to get yeah to in that, that stage. That's and you see the cup teams like in in the last cup. You could see how um, you know it was pretty magical to watch. It's pretty extraordinary, like mm. the way that they're racing these boats. Mm. And so yeah. Yeah, we might have to bunk it down with. <laughs> <laughs> Do it all again. <laughs> Are you going to bring a ginger on board? <laughs> it does seem to be a magic Australian exactly. component. <laughs> it? Is it part of the um, part of the process via the web, the expression of interest? Hair color. <laughs> Hair color. <laughs> the ginger disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> the ginger challenge. Well, here we go. There's an offset. <laughs> we'll dye hair if necessary. <laughs> Gingers. You know, you're very welcome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it's an exciting opportunity. And I think, um, you know, when we go back to what you are talking about with how difficult it was, you know, like as you said, you guys were at the top of your tree 2012 and it all disappeared. Definitely our sport's trying to push forward in that way and try and give equal opportunity out there for everyone. So you, you guys are joining into the cusp of that wave and this is going to be a great one. And I think the thing that's going to really add value is the timing of the racing, you know. Like we won't have dead time between the America's Cup races, you know. they'll America's Cup will sail and then, you know, we'll be watching the youth racing or we'll be watching you guys depending on which part of the, the cycle it's on. But you guys are right there. So they do the youth first and then we roll into the women. So it's going to be, you know, from a visible perspective, it's going to be fantastic. The question, though, is who are the main threats? Have you worked at any – have you been looking? I think it's always going to be difficult to compete against the teams that are integrated with a cup team okay. um, with the resources and so forth. But I would consider us, you know, pretty, um, you know, in a not a bad position as Australians with – you know, we've got John Bertrand yeah. <laughs> supporting us. And, like, we have the best sailors in the world over all sorts of teams, onshore teams, you know, the resources that we can tap into. Uh, it's just outrageous and it's kind of staggering to think. And, um, you know, Olivia and I have definitely been, you know, having conversations about how we can make the most out of this unique opportunity and, um, you know, before extract as much information as we can from people you know far and wide over all sorts of other 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 teams and so 
you know, we'd be silly if we're not, you know, thinking about that now and how to best, you know, tap into that level of experience that we've got. Um, so I think that will help us level out. But I do think that there will be um, the teams that we've really got to set our eyes on and watch and use them as the benchmark to at least bridge that gap, you know, once we're um, getting those hours on the water to bridge that gap quickly and then go from there. Mm, that's very cool. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, we're sort of at our time. So what I'd like to, to suggest um, to you both is that as this progresses, we, we could just do regular updates. If you guys are interested and you want to come and share what's going on, you're more than – we'll uh, open the invitation just to come back on the show – um, and we'll try and sort of uh, help you all the way as much as we can. So if, if you're interested, it's that's uh, something that would be good. I know, Nina, you've got a, you're madly trying to cover up the noise of contractors around the so- of your house at the moment. But, uh, can you hear it? No, no, you're good. You're absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you've locked yourself in a little uh, little bathroom or something. <laughs> Looks like yeah, you're sitting I'm in actually, the bathroom. <laughs> I'm on my bedroom floor at the moment. It's been a busy, it's been a manic week, but I'm hoping to take a little bit of leave. Yeah, good on week. you. <laughs> yeah, you've got a pretty good excuse <laughs> coming up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you off for about three or four weeks. How's that sound? <laughs> Perfect. I'll be ready. And Liv, uh, welcome back to Australia after a huge effort overseas. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we could probably have uh, have you on to have a chat about that at some stage, uh, which would be interesting as well. Yeah, look, it was my first time here at Barkeradi and I've loved every minute of it so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the yeah, things. They're, they're, they're idiots, aren't they? That, that, <laughs> we do have to get into how this is going to impact in and around the Olympics um, and, and that element of it. But I think we'll probably come back to that because we've sort of, we've chewed up our time. So, yeah, yeah we'll leave an open invite, how it's going to work in and around the Olympics. Uh, but... Uh, I do want to say, Nina, best of luck in uh, the next few Absolutely weeks. Absolutely, we're, we're, um, And Jordan is a great name, male or female. Uh, <laughs> and live under uh, consideration. Guaranteed to get you then. <laughs> <laughs> and live, we're we're one hundred percent behind you. Uh, and uh, TV, isn't it? It was something with Evie. Yeah, so. Eva, 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 Eva. Um, yeah. yeah. So to the both of you, just uh, best of luck and. Uh, if you need anything more to get this challenge up and uh, if all connections, we're there for you. So best of luck. We can't wait for you. And uh, smash. We might. I really like the idea of being there for the simulator challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All righty. Nice. Good on well, you guys. Truly inspiring, ladies. And um, we look forward to seeing the progression. Cheers. Thank you so much for having us, guys. It goes a long way. Cheers. We'll chat to you again soon. Cheers. Exciting times. Um, been a while, I could say, we well, all say, since Australia's committed. Mm. And I think one of the other points that was made a bit through that is if you look at the Cup, even from before 1983, Australians have had made their mark. Sure. 83, obviously, a big mark. And mm. then 87, it being in Australia. And then moving forward over from then until now, there has been Australians and Kiwis, for that matter, that, you know, from, from here that have been uh, involved in one way or the other. And this, to me, is the step that we've all wanted. We've all wanted uh, an Australian, you know, an Australian team of one sort. And this is, this for me just makes perfect sense and damn mm. excited. I mean, yeah. it got a little bit serious and we're <laughs> happy to go serious if it's informative, but what an honour to be able to chat to 
let's call it the founders of the challenge with, yep. within the girls and, of yep. course, patron JB, um, and actually to be be able to chat to them in such a manner that is exactly how we wanted Barkerati to be, like mm. pretty relaxed and just hear how well, they're going Nina, about things. Nina sitting, and, sitting in her bathroom floor and, you yeah. know, just... Yeah. Hey, <laughs> bloody cool. Very cool. So cool. Yeah. And going remembering actually my opportunity when I tried out for Young Australia, yep. went into, up to Sydney, there's a whole bunch of us, tried out on Ragamuffin, then we ended up on the cup boat and a few different things like this. This stuff is going to change people's lives yeah, yeah. right Absolutely. now. It's not only going to change people's lives, but inspire the next the next people as we spoke about. So, Which is mm. the exciting part so because cool. it's – the, the whole um, cup, if you like, the, the face of the cup ha- is changing. There's, there's no question that we're heading towards, um, you know, the, the, the multi-event attitude. You know, the women's, the youth, yeah, and the yeah. cup, and 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 you know, I don't like to uh, segment it. I think it's all the event itself is is one event. You know, there are different trophies and there are different elements, but I like, I just love the idea, and I think that mm-hmm. uh, it's going to create a big focus. And we want the Australian public to get behind this big time, so we'll do our best to. Oh, mate! And this is the greatest stepping stone for Australia to be um, on all level ground, on all all on all levels. Yeah, yeah. And that includes fighting out to win the America's Cup. Mm. So, yep, bloody good, love it. Well, I'm I'm excited to see all the nations. To be honest, I can't wait. You know, and um, last night I was looking through because the French team, Bruno, big bad Bruno. Uh, I think shared it or I'm, I'm following some page anyway. But, uh, yeah, I was looking through the names just to see who, who will turn, pop up. Hashtag Big Bad Bruno. That's going to come up soon. <laughs> <laughs> He'll love that too. He'll be into it. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Cup, love it. Can't wait. A year out, just over a year out until we uh, get going. Um, year in a bit. Um, <clears throat> can't wait. And best of luck. And if you are interested, of course, just Team Australia Challenge, put your hand up. Go for it. Uh, you yep. want to be at the top of your game, but uh, that's all you want. Well, no, and top of your game, yes, but I'm sure there's other areas as well that this will create some pathways, yep, yep. and that includes from a shore, shore team perspective yep, and also from a technical perspective because that's well, all even more major from a business, elements. business perspective, we know. Yep. You know what I want? I just want, want? I want everyone to tie in and then we, we get a cup team up and running and we're away. Yeah. Because yep. let's be honest, so GP three wins in a row. <laughs> it's gonna, we're going to be able to put a pretty formidable sailing team together. Um, you know, just between the three of us, we're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, enough. The, boat, the, boat, the, the boats topic. are getting to less people. I mean, you know, we're looking good. All right. Should we go into other news? Other news. Other news. All right. Very good. Uh, club events. Uh, heads up for anyone uh, in Australia. Bundaberg Sailing Club. Uh, have got their all boats together, 8 to 9 July. Just sort of let that out. So Bundaberg, for those who you are non-Australian, Bundaberg, the home of Bundaberg Rum. Um, so I don't know how much sailing is actually done at this regatta. I might go up just to see. Is that not um, also where the drop wet, drop bear was derived from? Exactly. Where you, there Straight are drop bears there. Yep, size of a small family car. That's right. Be careful. Watch out, tourists. Oh man, it's so it freaks me out. You see all these stories of people over, you know, overseas worried about spiders, snakes, and all this other crap, yeah. and so no one never mentioned drop, drop bears. Yeah, the drop yep. bears. That's the stuff that scares us. Um, 
All right. Um, the other element uh, that we probably got to mention is the Sailing Champions League. That is yes. definitely on the card. So I'm glad you brought that up. I was just looking at it, looking at it as we were speaking. So. Well, the Asia Pacific Finals at Royal Prince Alfred Yacht Club uh, next Correct. week, twenty to twenty one May. So for um, all the Southern Hemisphere people, and, and I suppose um, the Pacific goes past the, the equator. So, uh, yeah, for anyone in that sort of Pacific region, the finals are on uh, at Royal Prince Alfred, which uh, are very experienced at hosting events. Great stretch of water there as well on the pit water. Um, not named after Brad Pitt, another pit. Uh. <laughs> John. <laughs> Whoever he is, but uh, no a special uh, special sort of uh, mention out to uh, to Matt Butterworth this morning because he actually sent a message in Bicey. I don't know if you've seen it inviting yes. us up for the weekend. Here, here. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. I, I said I can't answer for you, Bicey, but unfortunately I'm going to be away. But uh, how cool is it that uh, you know he goes out of his way to not only mention the event as we want people to do, but to invite us to the event to be flag officers. I'd love to mm. put a flag up and start oh. that thing. How cool would that be? Mate, I'm, I need to get back in the whites at some point in time. Oh, well. Well, I would, so. I'd have to go and buy some just to, you know, be a part of it. So, um, um hang what on. do we got? We got three Vic teams. No, let's just let's just hold up. I'm we're not okay, going to well, promote this anymore. Okay, I'm out. No it's, All right, no ignore done. it. There's no okay. Queensland team. Well, so what? Move on. <laughs> comments, comments from the super coach. <laughs> That's bizarre. Three, three from Vic, five from New South Wales, four from SA. Good contingent there. Yeah. WA one, Tassie one, ACT one, and other. And the Pacific, uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Be, that'll be interesting. Playing his guitar as he's uh, yeah, come, it, t- coming into a dial. My, t- my type of team. I might go and join that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, no, but, yeah, it's no, exciting it's got, stuff. It's got though. no credibility anymore. No, no, quite, no banana benders. No banana benders. Jeez. Anyway, yeah, well, um, best of luck to all those competing, though. It'll be it's a great event. Uh, they missed the start. They were half an hour behind. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, that's South Australia. <laughs> and to uh, Mark Turnbull, our good friend, mate. Uh, yes. He's amazing. Uh, he's putting a lot of effort to make that work. So it goes on to the world final, of course. So there's finals all around the globe. And then uh, they have a big, uh, have a big battle off for the final. Who's going to win? The, the lead boat. Um, South Australia. I think uh, <laughs> when you look at a good friend of yours, uh, Robbie Deason, taking the helm for a Cruising Yacht Club, South Australia, that yes. could be a uh, – I think they'll be up there on the youth oh. side, young Ben Hanks or um, Carter Baker mm, from yeah. SA, mm. obviously rooting for them for obvious – well, ch- for obvious reasons, but, you know, there's a – Pretty good lineup there. Pretty so. solid uh, from the from the eastern seaboard. Yeah, I was just going to say the New South Wales team drill this stuff a lot harder, so it'll be interesting. It'll be good fun. It'll be good fun. Yeah, um, can't wait. best yeah. of luck to everyone competing. Um, all right, uh, Jack Lloyd, listener of the week. We've got um, we've got a few things coming in there. Um, one, Thomas Quick gave us a little bit of a note, sending on the launch of. I know racing's boat from Carrington Boatyard. Um, mm-hmm. mm, yes, the 45 or 6, was it? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember. Yep. But she's um, she's a glamour. But anyway, um, uh, sent us a bunch of photos on that. Uh, but the other yep. one, gone. You going to say anything there, boss? No, I'm just concurring. Concurring, yeah. So we got an email. Uh, we got an email before I got this on the run sheet, which is quite um, beneficial for us, BP, because you and I both know what's coming up, but uh, no. Bicey has no clue. 
Um, and Sam Hunt sent us an email. Do you remember oh. that one, BP? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I'll, I'll leave the Neil Pride thing because uh, that's another one. But um, he did mention – do you want to run with it, BP? I will. And I, I think we do – Need to mention the Neil Pride. I know you didn't want to, but well, um, we're in good conversations with Neil. Yeah, no. Basically, this rolls on from Bjorn Dunkerbeck uh, last week. He uh, Neil, sorry, uh, uh, Sam sales with Neil or sailed with Neil Pride a lot over the years in the Asia Tour and uh, passed on the podcast link to him. And Neil Pride has come back saying exact words. I listened to the podcast; it was very good. Bjorn made an excellent presentation of the sport. I was very impressed. Now, I think he was more leaning towards being impressed with Bar Karate, not necessarily born with Dunkerbeck. <laughs> um, so, so we're pretty happy with that. Thanks, Neil. Um, we'll look at getting you on well, the show for sure. Can I just say, Neil, job. I've almost finished your book, ready to get you on. Now I've done your, the full research, history. Done the research. Yeah. Then Sam went on to bring up a really interesting point. Now, mm. Bicey, this is. I hope you're sitting down. I'm going to get the camera zoomed in on Bice, righto? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard much talk about Land Rovers on the show for the last few weeks, is his comment. Is that because yeah. JLR, now I'm assuming that's Jaguar. Jaguar Land Rover, yep. Jaguar, Jaguar Land Rover is retiring the Defender name tag. There will no longer be Land Rover Defenders in the in the <laughs> models of Land Rovers. Barcarati's killed the Defender. <laughs> Men. Hate to disappoint you, and whether this was some little ploy between the two of you, but Land Rover haven't made a real defender since 2016. Oh. So <laughs> he's on the, the back current foot. defender <laughs> against the wall, and he's coming out swinging. Hey, listen, you know the I'm not current involved. Defender, the current defender just a discovery. Is that all you're going to say? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Current defender is a bit of a glorified discovery. Right. I mean, by all means, you'd, you'd love to get one. Your hands <laughs> oh, I on saw one. In, I did um, see one in the city the other night. I, I took a photo. Like I'll send it to There's you. There's a I defender I drive. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, as far as defender, you know, that was retired in like 2016. Oh, so, um, anyway. You're going to have to try mm. a little bit harder than mm. that, my friends. Well, I, I tell what, you, I love is, what I love is that our loyal listeners are getting involved with the conversation about Land Rovers and not caring about sailing. Thomas, hey Land Rover, why aren't you? Why don't you get on board? Come on. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, Thomas, on. I, I'm very. Uh, uh, it's an easy win for Thomas here on that one. That was good. But uh, keep sending photos of boats being launched. That was another. That was very good too for us. Yeah, good. E- e- uh, Sam, win, sorry, Sam. Tom, no, equal win. Equal win. Tom, equal Tom win. Slow and, Tommy Slow and Sam Hunt. Yeah, Sam. That uh, the Land Rover stuff. Good mates of mine. Good mate it. of ours. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's hot time with Bice. I bet you didn't sing that to that song on the the chick on the plane. (laughs) Feeling hot, hot, hot. (laughs) Feeling a little hot under the collar, yeah. (laughs) Rightio, men, um, winners and losers this week. Okay. Um, There's been some big winners, of course. What do you want? uh, Actually, what do you want the winners? Winners or losers first? Oh, you've said big winners, so I'm ready to go with winners. Big winners. Well, of course, can't go past the uh, Ocean Race, Mm -hmm. 11th hour. Mm -hmm. Huge win. Leg out. 17 lead changes with Militia throughout the actual Mm. leg. A full Nam off in uh, the last couple of last night Mm. coming in, of which will be spoke about in a minute. Um, but eleventh hour came came out with the win into their home port, nonetheless. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. congrats to them. Mm. Um, 
Charlie Enright, Simon Fisher, um, Francesca Klapic, and Damien Foxell. One Damien Foxell. Absolutely. Big, big call. Gets on the boat and has a win. Marie Ross capturing it as well as he could. And I actually saw a bit of um, when it was the full heen coming into Newport in that little system that went through, or big system rather, there was no way they were getting any footage off the boat. And it was a bunch of um, text messages going back and forth between the team, the race, the shore crew and all sorts of stuff. It was heinous, yeah. It was, <laughs> didn't look like much fun at all. So uh, congrats to them and couldn't have done it. Uh, coming into their home port, couldn't have done it better. It's going to make for a pretty good stopover. Mm. Probably, um, well, not many sailors will be around. That's the <laughs> that's the unfortunate thing. Mm. Um, but well done to them. And if, then, of course, the three-peat sail GP. Oh, um, yes. The Aussies did get up over the K-1s. Hey, how, oh. uh, how good were they yep. that weekend, that whole weekend? They were on fire. Yeah, they, were, they, they were. They were on fire, yeah. Hey, it's like they must they have been. tuned just- it up a a notch. They must have been experimenting with lots of things and then hiding it all year, I reckon. They, were, they did enough. <laughs> Once they were in, then they just started oh. experimenting. Until, well, I did, I did until con- the top mark. maybe the last tack and of I, the million-dollar race. And I spoke to Sammy, Actually, not, Sammy Newton about this. Yeah. They, it's not as though I, – I thought they were done for. Well, I hard. really yeah. thought they were done. I thought so the Kiwis <laughs> yeah. had done them, but – and they they were mentioning that magic number thirty kilometers an yeah, hour. Yeah. yeah, you drop below that, you're buggered. You're in the shit, basically. Mm. If <laughs> you maintain you're in business class. and I was watching 32, 31, 32, 33, and then they're back up and going. Oh, <laughs> I, I did actually touch base with oh. Sammy first of all to congratulate them, and uh, and obviously to Tom and everyone. But um, I did say, "Gee, uh, how are you feeling at that top mark?" He said, "Oh, look, we just wanted to make it interesting." <laughs> Yeah. Well, so I said, well, you definitely did that. Succeeded. <laughs> yeah, no, congratulations, everyone. All the boys putting in a hard job, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic. Yes. And to everyone. But um, the, the Kiwis, uh, uh, to, credit to the Kiwis. <clears throat> yep. Um, they didn't sail that well for the whole weekend, but they sailed extremely well in the last uh, the last race, mm-hmm. uh, the million-dollar race. Yeah. So well done Interesting, to too, though, from the other point, other point of view from with uh, Team GR. Had a cracking yeah. weekend mm. and, and just didn't quite uh, emerald right. GBR and just yeah. didn't quite get it in that last race. But anyway, that's how it goes. We know that. But yeah, mm. you would have sort of. But they were sort of battling at the got smashed at the start, didn't they? Oh uh, well, the Emirates um, team got some bad news. There was a, a lady took a big dump on an Emirates plane in business class. <laughs> They lost a few of their key supporters. Had had to pull a bit of sponsorship (laughs) to get the cleaners in there. They knew cleaners, and they and they they held up. They held up the runway and airspace for twelve hours off the bundle. (laughs) Couldn't put the latest bit of electronics on the on the boat. Anyway, go on. Um, Radio the losers. Um, Of course, uh, let's go back to the ocean race. Mm. uh, Environment dropped its stick. Mm. Um, I feel so bad for those guys. I, yeah, I, I mean, really do. do you know the it problem happened with in that? the heen coming in? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard what's happened. I, I, apparently, um, it it happened a while ago. Like uh, the fault happened quite a while ago. Um, uh, when Alex was walking up the mast, he he did some <laughs> damage in his stilettos, <laughs> in his high heels. Has <laughs> <laughs> damaged some laminate. No, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we we mentioned we've been saying for ages. You know, we've we've sort of that the 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 
breaking point of these boats is the mast now. That was always the case. It's, and we're seeing, we're seeing two mast failures. So I wonder how the Omoka world's going to respond to this. I think that's going to be the interesting one. The, the other really difficult point is, obviously, we know Team Wholesome have got their mast. Its section is in Newport, and they're pulling it all together right now. But uh, Geo Environment, now they're madly... Because, uh, I mean... Mm. With the Lots utmost the respect to uh, the manufacturer of those masks, they're French. They could go on strike for a few weeks just for random issues. You know, we're getting close to summer. You know, they could be shut down mm. for a few months. It's mm. not. It is not easy to get a mask sometimes. Um, there you go, all our French listeners. <laughs> 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 we love well, our French work, friends. Got to push in, really push in <laughs> to get over that thirty-five Bruno, next hour time week. I see you know? Bruno is going to flatten me. I can sense it. It was just a joke, Bruno. Um, anyway, um, yeah, but anyway, so the, the the genuine element of that statement is I wonder if there's – where's the second section lying around? Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, it's going to be hard. And I don't think it's a big budget program. Uh, the no, you can sort of tell by, you know, all the, th- all the goings on. It's been a tough – a tough uh, regatta for them and good on them for, be, you know, pushing and staying in there, but it's been a tough regatta for them, hasn't it? Yep. Here, here. So all the people in Newport, um, get behind them, eh? Let's give them some love because... Um, they deserve it? Yeah, they deserve it. They're working their asses off. They're, they're trying to do the best they can and they've had a real bad run of luck. So let's give... Uh, the, let's go the underdog. Um, let's get behind our gear environment. Love it. Yep. Cool. Um there's obviously a few other things going on, but as far as hot time and the winners and losers, uh, there you have it, gents. Okay, cool, cool. I'll just point out with Sail GP, of course, we now that the season's over, there's a big long break. We, um, you know, of course, <laughs> sailing. A good, good six months off. Six months so. off before sailing gets BP's trying to show us something. Oh, there's, what's that? Is that uh, the wind direction? You're, you're about to bring it up. Oh, no, 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 I'm not, yet, not yet, not yet. I just wanted to mention, <laughs> I know where you're going though. Um, uh, so Sail GP kicks off uh, race one of the next season in Chicago, it's, 17 it's and 18 June. Straight into it. Straight into it. Like they literally, the the shore crew, the dudes on the shore and lasses on the shore are just unpacking one tent and wings and just moving it straight up to Chicago. So um, basically full-time now. It is, yeah, it never stops. It never stops. No, full-time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did hear, because uh, Sammy Newton was uh, sailing, doing a lot of sailing, obviously, in Nichols, um, with uh, Seve Jarvin and uh, Jean-Claude Strong, just did the Worlds, and I think he's uh, just realised that there's just... Too much on, he might. Too much you know, on. I, look, and I and I can relate to that. I mean, those the loads that are, you know, the work that's involved now. And if mm. they're going to go to thirteen or whatever they said events, that's that's a lot. BP. So mm. we, you're saying Sammy Newton mightn't be able to do any more etchel sailing. You're you're well, going I don't to. Know. I'm just, you can't do any more etchel sailing because your your business I'm commitments. Yep. Um, where are all the big fellas going? Who's going to no. step in and fill the void? Well, I think it's just it's going to, it's going to go to four people. Four people, little four little people. Mm. It's it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. <laughs> I think Etchell should go to two people. They should go to two <laughs> up racing. <laughs> Double handed. Double handed. I want to see the big fellas get a run. Oh dear. Um, all right, our, our little mate Xavier doing the little Aussie lap. He's trying to – so the scenario for the offshore people is a, a record, a world record where for racing around Australia and um, the record's currently – was it Lisa? Was it Lisa? 
Yes, it is. Yes, Lisa got that. Got the record uh, in a open fifty. I think she did it. And so Xavier, our little mate Xavier from the Gold Coast, a little twenty-two-year-old, little tiny fella. He's about my size. Um, <laughs> he's going to try and go around in a a, um, a mini six fifty, and he's well underway. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Aussie lap, if you want to search it out. And he just pushed out of the Gold Coast in dead light wind, but after he'd gone 100 mile up the road, he just hooked into the massive southeast. Um, basically, it's a trade wind. It's just been, you know, it's trade wind set in and it's just honking and he's just honked up the coast. And it looks like it's going to last him right across, almost to the cross the top of Australia. Um, but anyway, where is he, BP? Where he's just about to hit the top of Australia. At the well, moment. I'm actually very impressed because uh, you know we said that uh, he had to sort of get some good 150 mile days, which in a mini is a lot of work. I mean, you know, that's that's keeping the thing above 10 knots is not easy on a boat that size, 21 feet long. For those who don't know, a mini 650 is 21 feet long and about three meters wide. So she's she can get sticky in the light. Um, but to keep it above that number has been impressive. She, oh, sorry, she, uh, Xavier Dor now is um, well past Cape Horn. Uh, Cape, Cape, Horn. Cape York. <laughs> Cape York. <laughs> Wrong way, dude. Cape York. Um, which is Tell him to turn the, back. The turning, the turning, court, turning uh, point for where he heads across the Gulf of Carpentaria. Um, mm. And he, the looking at that, I don't exactly know the exact distance, but he's a good solid uh, 100 or 200, mile, maybe 150 mile in front of the, uh, of the current. Record. Yeah, well, so, the, other, the other thing is because he's on that little boat, he he's absolutely he's cut through the reef. Um, he can probably he can take a little more risk, so he's actually dove through a gap in the reef, um, and he's going to come in tight around the top of Cape York, not Cape Horn. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, that's all right, and um, <clears throat> so that might save him a day as well. So. Um, uh, pick up his skirts and go with that little thing. But if you, I don't know if you guys watch. He does a Facebook update every day, uh, and um, every update, the first one looked like he was sitting on the crapper. Um, so <laughs> I sent him a note, and I sent him a note. I said, "Are you sitting on the crapper?" And he's got, "Oh, might be." <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and then everyone sits. It looks like he's just lying on a bloody lilo in the bottom of the in the bottom of the boat. He's done them all from lying down. It looks like he's spending the whole the whole trip sleeping so it's, it's pretty wild i mean i i personally have actually sailed this part of the world i've done this trip yep. this whole trip and the next part uh across the gulf of carpentaria for me was about three days but so he should be be able to get across there pretty quick if he can sort of sit on that six seven knots then but when it gets really tricky is the next part where he joins up to australia again in arnhem land which is a Nulan boy and goes up around the top of what they call the vessel islands group and then around to darwin that area is notoriously light, and so, mm. and then across the top of the Kimberleys again. So this is going to be a real test, real mm. test, and potentially offshore is 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 going to help. But we'll see how it pans out. He needs perfect conditions. Oh, hopefully, he can put a few more miles um, ahead of mm. the record and drop in for a brisket. Put in the bank put still in the going. Bank. Drop in <laughs> for a brisket. <laughs> the invite. He knows the invites there. He's very well yeah. aware of it, and he listens yeah. to the show religiously. So yeah. Um. All right. Should we get back into the Omokas because there's um, it's yes. the double-handed season um, and the Giada Bermudes 1000, um, which is basically a triangle race off uh, from Brest out to Fastnet or the and then the Waypoint in the middle of the ocean and then back yep. into Brest. So it's um, uh, it's a triangle uh, and it's been and done and run and the 
interesting thing because we spoke the other week uh, to Sammy Goodchild um, on his boat for the planet. Uh, and he's partnered up with Tommy Riunt, uh, and he's got his new boat for the people. Well, not a bad debut for a new boat. A win. Yep, not bad. Yep. A win. So <laughs> yeah, Just a win. <laughs> yeah, so Tommy has the win with Morgan Lagrevier. Did I even get close, do you reckon? No. But I loved it. I loved it too. Um, four <laughs> days, six hours, 15 minutes, two seconds. Uh, and then Sherelle. So Jeremy Biu and Frank Kamas. Now, there's some pretty good names on that one. Pretty some good names yeah. there. Into second. Only, uh, what's that, 20 minutes behind or yeah, so? Yeah, yeah, just over 20 minutes behind. And then another few hours later is Sam, Sam Goodchild with Antoine Koch. Um, into third on uh, For the Planet, which was the old um, linked out, which was yes. um, which know. was his effectively his first race. So pretty pretty good effort. Pretty Massive good effort. effort. Um, Sammy Davis, Davies, Samantha Davies. Sammy Davis, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to stick. Played her trumpet the whole way around. <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles <laughs> with a cigar. <laughs> Now, come on. Into yes, fifth. no, Max, what a huge effort. Yeah, well, all of them. I mean, you know, it's great. But uh, oh, yeah, obviously a mention goes out to our, our good mate, Scotty Shaw from Canada Ocean Racing. Yes. Canadia. Yeah. Canadia. Our, our man from Canadia. Um, Canadia Ocean. Love to bring up. Cartoning, uh, do, church, do, need, walk, do need to bring that up. So, well done to Scott. Uh, getting out there and amongst it. So, it's all good. The human. Bravo. Oh, I was just looking at one of the yachts that abandoned it and um, the name of the boat is Human Immobilia, but I read it as Human Immobilizer, <laughs> which I think is pretty good. Anyway, it's a small event. There's a lot. It's the year of the double-handed stuff for the Imokas, so uh, keep your eye out. There's plenty coming up and um, it's uh, all a ton of fun. The other thing that is going on right now, uh, which is of interest given we spoke to Bjorn last week, is the IQ for Europeans uh, underway um, right up uh, near the end of the, the event. So in the bloke, Sebastian Cordell is first, so the German, and then two Dutchies, Luke van Ospeland and Kieran Badlow. Oh, Kieran Badlow popping up. And then uh, our little mate, Gray Morris, who's been on the show in fifth. Going well, crazy. Um, <laughs> crazy. Right up. On your, on your grey dog. Good job. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to check. But uh, these are this is where big people shine, so congratulations. The Israeli women are looking really good. Sharon Cantor and Shahar Tibi are the top two females. Emma Wilson in third. Um, so looking good there. So she's from the UK. Um but that's underway. It's right there near the end of it. Not too much left to go. I think we're about to go into the medal race. And, uh, yeah, they do a lot of races on these things. Jeez, do they do a lot of races. Um, Who did you say was in the men's race? Sebastian? Oh, I've gone now. Uh, leading, leading the men? Sebastian Cordell, did you say? I can't remember now. I've, I've just dropped away. Am I seeing the right board, leaderboard here? Updated 13th to the 5th. Gray Morris in 5th. Yeah, that's it. Gray in 5th. Ah, got to mention that. I'm, I did. I've stumbled. Are oh, you not listening? Well, good. <laughs> No, well, I was just looking. He was reading what the results were. Yeah, no, no, I got it. I got it. I just wanted to reiterate on it. That's all. That's right. What an effort. Oh, dear. You what can't pay for quality stuff. You can't pay for quality podcasting like this, I tell you. No, it's, it's oh, fantastic. mate. Yeah, that's why they don't. Right? Yeah. Love <laughs> it. No, really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's it. Is there anything else? 
Yes. Yeah, Gray um, Morris looks like he's coming fifth in fifth. the uh, in <laughs> believe it or not. In the year. No, a, a quick yeah, really. shout out to all the mothers out there. Oh, of course. On oh, what is Mother's Holy Day? Oh, God. I on the Southern Hemisphere, I think it is. Haven't Southern. forgotten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to all the mums out there, keep inspiring your kids. Oh. Um, hope they brought you some great presents and uh, you enjoy your day with uh, with everyone. So, oh, while we do well bar karate. Done, well done. Yeah, we'll, we'll consider this a I gift. I forgot to say that this Shit, morning. That me. I better ring the my kids' mum. footy. You got to do it for your mums, but yeah, anyway. Oh, so, no. I'll get a double whammy here. I'll have to play this at home. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Good. Good boys. Love your work. All right. Go on, peace. Good on Thanks okay. for listening, peace. everyone. Peace, bros. See you during the week. I'll see you live from New Zealand next week. Yeah. Take me home and take it until you. Do anything like the long one. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Big soft material. Yeah. Like yeah. Some cells on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about upgrading myself to business class too. <laughs>